as much as we can show like <laughs> well curated images of black stories, then I feel like we're going in the right direction and, and there's never too much of that. Welcome to the Shellcats, a show about music, culture, and Memphis. As we live into our mission of building community through music, education, and diversity, we look forward to interviewing artists and musicians and hearing about how they are writing their own stories, building their own communities. 85 years strong and with a rich history, the Levitt Shell has stood the test of time as a beacon of hope in the heart of Memphis. podcast is brought to you by Orion Federal Credit Union, where a big part of us is being a big part of the community. Visit orionfcu.com to see how Orion is redefining banking. Welcome to the Shellcast. This is episode eight, and for today's episode, I spoke with Taliba Sophia, the talented multidiscipline creative. We spoke about her deep water tour, her steady flow of musical releases throughout the pandemic, and how she's building community outside of music. Now, here's our conversation with Taliba. So if you had to describe the last year with four adjectives, what would they be? <laughs> um, The last year, Four adjectives. It's so funny because they're going to be kind of polar, but I would say grounding, chaotic, exposing, and unifying to be positive. <laughs> unifying, unifying. No, all great, great adjectives. I think everyone can can relate to in some way. And so I, I know this this year seems like it's been a busy one for you given everything, it seems like you've been making the most of your time between music and your other creative endeavors. What really motivated you to, to keep creating? Because, you know, obviously in-person events are were non-existent, but it seemed like you you kept spirits high and, and kept producing and, and engaging and building that community, even though you didn't have in-person. Yeah, I feel like I enjoy time at home. I enjoy time to myself. I feel like it is such a great opportunity to reflect and be able to talk about how you're feeling about what's happening right now. And also with so much work that we have been thinking about doing, but because we're moving so quickly, sometimes we produce slower because we're busy in our minds. But I believe right. we an opportunity in this past year to like really slow down and think before we make a move, you know? And so yeah. I, that has served me in, in truly understanding what a positive workflow can look like for me. For sure. I know fans and supporters were excited to, to have new music from you, which you actually recently just dropped new music for this year as well, which is exciting. And also, you know, obviously outside of music, you know, I feel like you're a holistic creative and so kind of branching out into your other endeavors tell us about mama sundry how did you come up with that <laughs> oh that's so funny that you're asking me that right now while my mama who is the name <laughs> is sneaking in here like trying to be really quiet <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> like giggling but um it came with my mom um i've been watching her 
be creative in a holistic way for a long time in my life. And I think that my entrepreneurial spirit comes from my family. Many people in my family have had businesses and I started off with making jewelry and selling it. And I was starting to feel creatively like I was going in a different direction. And between my partner, Bertram, and my mother, um, really watching their relationship with herbs and my own develop, started to realize that we share these goods amongst each other, that it would be really valuable to share these things with other people and like get in and sell other makers who are based in Memphis and other places that make really cool things. Herbs, like we're trying to just share that and get it in as many hands as we can. So really doing some work that feels like it is a part of the development of the times of us while we're moving forward. Also um, looking back on the old ways that were working for us. Very cool. And I know you're you know, a maker yourself with jewelry. Is that also included now with Mama Sundry? Yeah, so we sell some jewelry on there. I don't make it as much. I mean, to be completely frank with you, like that hand labor, <laughs> was, mm. I didn't want to be like committed to on a regular basis, but I really do enjoy making jewelry. So I've been doing that less and using like more things that take a long time to make that I don't have to sit there and like- For sure do physical labor with. So I've been learning how to, what type of work best suits me right now. For sure. Okay, that's cool. And then Earth Book Gang, how did you come up with that? Which is, I feel like it's pretty dope and a great way to build that community around reading and, and, and sharing your favorite books as well as others, you know, potential, their potential favorite books and kind of building that community there. So how did you come up with that? That's such a great question. I appreciate you asking me about that. I actually really wanted to have a book club with other Black women. And so in, uh, I think 2019, maybe September 2019, me and a few sisters that are based in Memphis got together and read a couple of Toni Morrison books. And we really enjoyed that connection. And then coronavirus came. We were in a pandemic. And so we stopped getting together physically. But I took that same energy online and just wanted to invite other folks into learning about Black young female authors the way that I had been. Because I, for some reason, and if you're a reader, you might be able to relate, a lot of times we'll read like classic Black works, like old things, right. and we don't yeah. talk about the new ones as much. That had been my experience. And so I really wanted to see what people who are born around the same time as me, what they're writing about. And so I figured other people might want to know that too. So I'm just sharing as I learn. For sure. There's definitely been a few gems that I've I've added to my my own personal list. So now I highly recommend everyone check that out. That's that's dope. I mean I think it's a great way of basically what you said, taking something that you were doing with friends in person and kind of allowing others to join in and find new reads and hear about what you're reading about and get a get a different glimpse of you as well while using social media. So that's that's super awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to like have a balanced relationship with social media, doing things that are business, creative, fun, just like fun hobbies so that it's not, you know, just overwhelming, but somewhere where we can have a good time and explore different sides of ourselves. For sure. I feel like that's the, I think, ultimate purpose of how we should be using social media, not necessarily just for promoting or pushing things. It's more so about building community. I would say so. It seems like the healthiest way, for sure. For sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I do, I do want to revisit 
2019 because you know you had a 10 city tour the deep water sound tour which i mean just recapping and, and having seen or seen clips of performances and heard about from some of the memphis artists who had participated and, and joined you on that tour tell us about that experience what was it like to to travel and and hit these 10 cities and share your music it was such a passion hustle project that it was so fulfilling that we were able to make it pop and it was so incredible to travel with other artists from Memphis we were so creative in the most obscure places we were able to create <laughs> intimate experiences and travel with some Memphis musicians in some of the cities and meet some Memphis musicians in some of the cities so that was amazing and Very cool. we also got to record some music there and I mean just also have a good time exploring these different places so I'm just really thankful to my deep water crew and mm -hmm. the city of Memphis who legit supported me with um, music export Memphis and tourism and MBI. For sure. And, and, you know, you mentioned how it was really a, a hustle to, to create this. And I know a lot of times we see tours, at least as fans of music with our favorite artists, and sometimes don't even understand the inner workings that happen behind the scenes. So I'm curious, you know, what was it like to, to really kind of produce your own multi-city tour? you know, as an independent artist? Well, thankfully, I had a team working with me. I had just come back home from New York when we started planning this tour. And so mm -hmm. luckily, BJ Bertram Williams had put on a couple of shows that really got some people interested in what we were doing. So we had a show at the Music Mansion, which... Is no longer, awesome. but it was an epic little space that kind of inspired us to start on this tour. It, it's one of those situations where you have one opportunity. I think a lot of times we have opportunities that we can grab onto and swell. And that was one of those ones that we really just were able to expand on and get people excited about. And I think it got people excited about us partnering together and my music and, um, We've been really fed off of it since then, able to work with some of the musicians we met during that time. And honestly, it's one of those things for us. A first tour is so challenging. And have you experienced something like that? I know that you do. You work with artists. Have you done any first tours yet? Yeah. I mean, we've done it more on a smaller scale, four or five cities. But yeah, I, I can I can definitely attest to it, it can it can be so fulfilling, but yet it is like a lot to pull together. It really is. And it's one of those things that you kind of learn as you go. And that's yes. what we did. We did some things really, really well. There are some things we will learn we have learned from that that I'm so excited for us to be able to actually travel again so that we can do that work again that it's it's so fulfilling to us. For sure. And I'm assuming obviously 2021 and beyond, hopefully once we are able to to travel more and, and actually go to live shows, I'm assuming performing is, is first on that list. I mean, yeah. I also, <laughs> you know, we have just 
some really special opportunities to help people feel safe while transitioning back into live performances, whether that looks like being creative with small spaces outside or, you know, in homes. It feels almost serendipitous that we did that tour where we were in sometimes Airbnbs that were homes or, you know, really small spaces where not a whole lot of people could fit because it feels like that might be something that we're doing more often in this time as we start to explore what live experiences look like again. Word. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Want to learn more about how you can support the Let It Shell and its mission of building community through music, education, and diversity? Head to levitshell.org. You can read up on our 85-year history, check out our schedule of live and virtual events, visit our shell shop to grab all the swag, and find out ways you can participate in our mission, whether that's through donations, volunteering, sponsoring a show, or becoming a member of our shell circle. Once again, levitshell.org. And so I guess looking, looking towards this year, I guess what's on the horizon for you, music-wise or even non-music related? Mm, um, so a few things with music, um, we'll be releasing some singles coming up in the spring. Really continuing to explore just like different versions of love through the music, and I'm really excited to share. Some covers we'll be doing, as well as, of course, always more original music that is pushing forward the culture with like doing old things, but still pushing it forward. So I'm excited about that. Also with Mama Sundry, we have like some exciting spring offerings coming. We've been planting in this new season and I'm so excited for what is about that we'll be able to offer for our customers and stuff in that way. And then I'm excited a lot about um, some visual projects that we're working on to go along with the music. I am elated to share with you guys what we've been working on for this cover cover of Minnie Ripperton, LaFleur. That is one of my favorite songs. Ooh. Soon that I'm giving you like a little info on that I haven't <laughs> even announced yet. But that's- we're here to hear first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited to share that one with people. It's going to be a sweet little spring vibe. Like I'm so into releasing music that feels well partnered with the season and so yeah this will be a good one for the spring that's awesome no i'm, I'm excited i'm a big Vinnie ripperson fan so yeah um, i'm definitely looking forward to that and you mentioned visuals which i can say your visuals are super cinematic and just really convey the stories that you're you're conveying your music talk about that is have you always been kind of into you know films or movies and does that translate into you know the music videos and the visuals that you create I'm, I'm just really curious about how or your process and kind of pairing your your visuals with your music <laughs> I really love that you're asking me about this at this time because I'm actually working on a new music video and I low-key needed to hear that compliment <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy I can pay it to you. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. You don't even understand. But I am, I would say for me, I am most fascinated by 
the beauty of a black woman. So I'm like, how can we look good on a camera? What colors look good on my body? Um, how can I tell a subtle story that will guide how you think about it based on why I wrote it, but also gives you room for interpretation and also just gives you a really pleasing aesthetic experience of watching a free, beautiful, excited, expressive, unashamed Black woman, however that manifests in these different music videos. One of my first ones that I was the most excited about was my middle of the night video, which mm-hmm. I think leaves so much mystery and room for interpretation. But it also is such a tender story that almost looks kind of salacious, but it's just life and it's beautiful. And I think that as much as we can show like <laughs> well curated images of black stories then I feel like we're going in the right direction and, and there's never too much of that. I love it. Well, shoot, I mean, I can see a, a short film or shoot, even a feature-length film yeah. curated by you. So now that would be dope. I'm, I'm excited to see the new visuals that you're coming up with. Oh my God. Definitely, definitely the one thing that, that stood out to me, like middle of the night, I mean, still one of my favorites and it's just so cinematic. Wow, thank you. That's so funny. I did that with like a, budget in a dream. Like I was so to make that happen. And I really think that it's something really important that we have an opportunity to do with what we do as artists and people that make things happen like yourself. We have an opportunity to really share with people that you can make something happen with so little. That video, I just... I did my best. I was struggling at that time living in New York, like didn't have a lot of money, but I decided that I was going to make that video. I knew what I wanted to get to make it happen. I figured out my wardrobe. A friend of mine hooked me up with the videographer, a friend, Kamal. Kamal had just, and I had just done a song together, Mint. So he was able to be in the video with me, which was a real honor. I got to work with some friends of mine on makeup and style. And it was just something that came together so beautifully with determination and not a lot of money, but working with the resources that I had. And I think that you know, it's really important that people know that even if you don't have a lot of resources, Or if you don't have a lot of money, if you know how to make resources work, then you can make, you know, some really incredible and moving work with intention and trusting yourself. So that's for sure. (laughs) For sure. It it reminds me of, which is funny, it it just recently resurfaced for me an interview that Issa Rae did where she was talking about, you know, networking with those kind of right beside you rather than trying to go for always go for networking opportunities that are above you or that will Mm. kind of are a a levels above you because those who are right there with you in the trenches who are motivated as well you know those are the ones you want to build with and who are are willing and hungry to to help you and kind of actualizing your dream and vision so no I I completely applaud that and agree with that and that's awesome Thank you. For <laughs> sure. Sharing, you know, resources with each other and stuff as we learn so it doesn't feel like such a mystery all the time. No, for sure. And I feel like that's that's something that allows a, a creative community to thrive where there's no kind of, you know, holding back of resources or information, which I think Memphis is is growing into and learning how to do more in terms of just really helping each other thrive. And when one of us succeeds, you know, we all succeed. 
Definitely. Definitely. I hear that. And I feel like we are stepping into that. And we just got to keep encouraging people that that's the wave that makes the most sense that we're that's what we're supposed to do. And we all gonna win. It's all good. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But no, it's, it's been a pleasure. Um, but before we end, I do want to allow you to tell our listeners where they can connect with you online on social media and where they can find your music. Yeah, of course. I'd be so happy to share with the Levis Shield family where they can find me. To this day, that was still one of my favorite shows that I've ever done. So I'm really excited, oh. excited and love this platform. Awesome. But here we go. Where you can find me, my name is Taliba Safia. And that's spelled T-A-L-I-B-A-H-S-A-F. I-Y-A. And I'm on all music streaming platforms, thankfully. And on social media, it's Taliba.Safia or just Taliba Safia on Facebook. And I'd love to see you guys in any of those places. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And we can't wait to, to hear more and see more um, and support you this year as well as for years to come. So no, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Mackenzie. I really appreciated this. Oh, you're welcome. That's episode eight of the Shellcast. Thanks again to Taliba. And be sure to visit talibasofia.com to stay connected with her. And make sure you subscribe to hear all of our episodes. To keep our tradition of passing around the tip bucket, which started in 1936, please feel free to drop a small gift at levittshell.org slash virtual bucket to support the Levitt Shell. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in for our next episode of The Shellcast.